Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. I have dumb sperm. I have old eggs. See, we haven't done that in a while. No, we haven't. Well, that's why we're here, everybody. <laughs> um, I also had a bum uterus, it turned out. Yes, that's true. Yeah, we could have, I mean, if we had known, we could have had that on the tagline from the beginning. Uh, that's true, man. Boy, we really missed out on we some sure did. great opportunities, like yep. bumper stickers. And yep. Bum uterus. Bum uterus. <laughs> Bum uterus. <laughs> terrible balls. Bum ute. <laughs> Bum ute. Terrible balls. Uh, so, I believe we have something you'd like to tell everybody about. Um, that we made service baby onesies. Yep. Everyone's dream has finally come true. Yep. You can go over to cottonbureau.com forward slash kids forward slash products forward slash service dash baby that's right you can put your baby in a onesie that says service baby so you can bring that baby in any store any airplane no problem no questions asked <laughs> and people will look at you funny yep. and you'll be like what it's my service baby exactly uh so you if you already bought an egghead onesie and you want to buy a service baby onesie we're going to do you the solid if you email us we can get you a 10% off coupon. So in the email subject line, put service baby onesie. Yep, do that. I mean, easy way to do that. Uh, also, leave your Apple podcast reviews. And I think something we've never really said, but if you know someone who might be helped out by this podcast, yeah. just tell them. Yeah, but I think our our biggest, uh, our, our a lot of people find us through word of mouth. Yeah. So if you have a mouth and you'd like to spread the word, please do. Um, yeah. Now that, you know, now that we've all gotten comfortable talking about our IVF, 
We're yeah. just super open about it. So, you know, just, just be open about it. Spread the gospel. Spread the gospel of open IVF. That sounds too religious. I'm not into it. Go to facebook.com okay. forward slash excellent adventure. Nope. I meant groups. <laughs> forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Listen. Yes, dear. I don't have a problem with religion. I just have a problem with us trying to start one around this podcast. Um, we are not a gospel. I've been meaning to tell you. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash excellent adventure. Join the very active Facebook group uh, where people talk all about everything having to do with IVF. It has, it has been, you know, I was saying to Matt, I think, was that yesterday? Sure was. I was like, everyone's really angry on the Facebook group today and I'm here for it. Well, I thought I said, are they angry at us? No. And I was like, no, they're just angry at like the state of the world and their uteri. And you've been getting a very angry at the state of the world the last couple of days. I have been. Perhaps the Facebook group, you need a timeout. No. <laughs> they're my people. All right. Uh, if you want to learn more about the podcast. They, well, they weren't angry. Oh, they sorry. weren't angry at like. They, no, they weren't really talking about like the state of the world. They were more like, I just found my best friend just told me she's pregnant. I want to punch her in the fucking face, well, which is, you know, you know, I get that. Totally. I get it. Like, and that's the thing. We are a safe space for those sentiments. Obviously, she's not going to punch her best friend in the fucking face. But like sometimes you just it just feels like a lot. And it's nice to have a bunch of people who are like. Girl, I feel you. Well, I was the only guy in the writer's room the other day without a kid. And they all just kept talking about their two and a half year olds and giving birth. And like being how cute their two and a half year olds were. Yeah, what they were being for Halloween, etc. You know, I I mentioned, I think I, did I mention this in the last podcast? How I, I felt like Halloween was very hard. It's very triggering. It was, it was very triggering. <laughs> Not a word I like to use. No, I know. But like, you know, it's really a it's a kid's holiday or it's like a holiday if you're you know if you're like a wasted 25 year old i did say to my writing partner today in the writer's room i was like uh we're talking what were we talking about i forget oh eric's gonna i think he's gonna be on the show next week as a waiter he and andy are gonna play the waiters and uh (laughs) which is very funny to me but um we're talking about i was like oh i was like you know what you keep you keep you keep your half of the acting salary and uh, I'll just I'll just take a half of something else and then I was like you know what I'll take one of your live babies <laughs> and he was like I can't tell if you're joking well you never can with me I know uh, yeah yeah uh, so I don't know I got I got kind of sad around Halloween it was just and you know of course you were gone and no, I wasn't I was home for Halloween no the weekend oh the weekend when there was a raging party next door. Next door or across the street? I think it was next door. Oh, good for them. Yeah. Um, you know, the people in the back house sometimes have parties. Yeah. But those are usually quiet. This was a rager. Oh, boy. Um, Sorry, I missed it. Yeah. And so I was like, well, here I am in bed at 10, 1030 on Saturday night. On Lucky. Halloween, which is fine. It's not like I want to be there. I was like, here I am on a plane at 1030. But... I was also like, I don't, you know, there's also like Halloween parties for kids over the weekend and people were like posting all their pictures. Oh, Instagram was a smorgasbord. And, you know, now with the stupid fucking non, non chronological timeline on Instagram, I'm still getting these Halloween pictures. I'm like, come on, this was four days ago. Like, can we, can we not? (laughs) Oh, well. I'm just feeling very punchy. I get it. Uh, go to our website, excellentadventure.com. Wow, you really shut that down. Well, we can plow through the business and then get to us. Okay, fine. Uh, excellentadventure.com. Website is there. Resources. You can also donate to the podcast if you're so inclined. Twitter, at excellentpod. And, of course, email us, dorianmatt at gmail.com, mattanddory at gmail.com. The phone number is 413-461-BABY. Feel free to leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the air. Now, Dory, you're going to be in Portland. I sure am. Uh, this coming weekend. This coming weekend. That's right, because we tape this tonight, and this airs on Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
boy. This weekend, November, I was like, why aren't we plugging your thing you're doing on Saturday? Because it will be over. Yeah. Uh, you're going to be in Portland, November 11th. Portland meetups on Sunday the 12th, 11 a.m. at the Coffee House Northwest. That's 1951 West Burnside Street. And please email us if you can make it. Also, if you want to see Dory talk about startup, a novel, go see her on Friday, November 10th at 8 p.m. at the Cleaners at the Ace Hotel, where she'll be reading along with three other debut novelists and the author, Jamie Attenberg, as part of Lit Crawl Portland. Or Saturday, November 11th at 1.30 p.m. at the Portland Art Museum, where she'll be talking about feminist digital culture with Ellen Ullman and Jasmine Hughes. More info on that is available at literary-arts.org. Yep, I'll be there. Uh, Getting my Portland on. Seems like you guys are going to have a lot to talk about at that panel. Yep. Don't I know it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Now, let's get back to your triggering Instagram posts. Well, you know, I've kind of calmed down. Good. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, No, I was just kind of thinking about Halloween, and and I'm glad it's over. What can I say? Yeah, Halloween is uh, something. Listen, people are going to be jealous of us when Bo gets his holiday photos taken. That's true. So, you know. Yeah. He's what gonna, is that going to be like? How are they going to calm him down for a photo? I don't know. Are they going to put him in a funny hat? Like I hope so. I really do, too. Oh, should we? Here's my thought, though. Yeah. Should we send him in his Hanukkah sweater? Oh, my God. Yes. That's so smart. When is that? It's Wednesday. Yeah. So he's going to have to go to the Chateau on Wednesday next week. Oh, boy. That's mm-hmm. out of the ordinary. I know. I hope he can handle it. Yeah. Uh, what else was I saying? And, you know, we can't... Bo can't really be in... We we couldn't we couldn't really dress up Bo and take him to, like, a dog Halloween parade because he, he might, like, freak out. There's dog Halloween parades? Yeah. You know, he was great this morning on his walk. He... We walked down to the corner and I had him sit at the corner as two people were walking towards us and behind us. Oh, boy. Heading over, you know, it looked like they were gym goers heading yeah. out towards the gym or yoga place. Yeah, sure. And he was like just sitting. Good. Chilling. Good for him. Yeah. And then he pooped and uh, there were no bags. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I had to get creative weird. with giant maple leaves that well, had fallen good from the tree. thing the leaves were on the ground yes it was not uh also good thing it was uh pretty together you know yeah sure not a loose one yeah yeah anyway okay that's what kind of a person i am i if i didn't even i didn't even have a bag and i still picked it up of course i would do the same well that's we're good dog owners yeah we're not one of these jerk people you know, I once went on a date with a guy who told me he didn't pick up his dog poop. And I was like, bye-bye. Well, I'm sorry it didn't work out. I'm not. <laughs> uh, okay. So what's the latest on Dory Shafrir's blood? Well, I had blood taken this morning. Mm-hmm. I went to LabCorp, which I'm like, why was I not doing this the whole time? Like when I just need blood taken? Why was I driving all the way to CFP when I could have just gone to LabCorp? It's what you knew, you know? I know. And now I'm like, this is insane. Of course I'm not going to, of course I'm just going to go to LabCorp, which is in West Hollywood and 12 minutes from our house. Yeah. Um, This morning, like now when I get in the car and I turn and I put on Waze because I don't use Waze to go to work because it's so yeah. close and I go the same way every time. So now when I turn on Waze and if I get in the car in the morning, it thinks I'm going to CFP. Right. So I hit like no and put in the lab court, but for some reason it thought I was still going to CFP and it said 41 minutes. And I was like, that cannot be right. And then I realized it was to CFP, but I was like, yeah, it would be 41 minutes right now at 9 a.m. Yeah. You know? Well, I was like impressed that you were leaving so late. Because yeah, I thought you were going to CFP. No, I, I just had to go to uh, the lab corp on uh, Beverly and San Vicente. Well, I said, oh boy, she's going to be so late. Oh, you know what? I was right on time. I was late. Oh. It was a lot this morning. It was. You know? Um, Bo. Bo. And 
so she went i was like okay take the blood from here and i showed her the spot on my arm she was like oh you get blood taken from here a lot huh and i was like yeah and she's like yeah you're getting scar tissue um you should you should mix it up basically and i was like okay you're gonna look like a heroin addict i sure am and then she got the needle in and the blood was coming out so slowly and she was like i don't i don't think this is gonna be good and she finally got like half a vial and she showed it to other guy the other guy and she was like do you think this is enough and he was like i don't know then she's like i'm afraid it might be and she said some word basically that it might be bad that like when they put the solution in it, it would turn the wrong color or something. Mm-hmm. Sure. All the phlebotomists who listen to the podcast will tell me what she meant. Yeah. Um, so then she went in on the other arm in, in the spot that leaves a bruise. Yeah. I saw that on your Instagram story this morning. <sighs> yeah. So, you know, that was like the fun way to start the day. Um, and then she didn't even get that much out of that arm either. She's like, Oh, very slow. I was like, maybe I'm dead. Oh, boy. I know. Or I'm a vampire. Do you just feel dead? I do feel dead, yeah. Um, But then Seema called and she said, my HCG is less than one and I don't have to get it tested again. Well, there you go. And I'm just supposed to call them when I get my period again. When do you think that's going to be? Two weeks. And then what happens? And then... I go in for an ultrasound and then 10 days later I go in for another ultrasound. The timing will be fine. It will be? Yep. You think so? Yep. I hope so. Yep. You never know. No, you don't. (sighs) I was going to ask if I could go to a Knicks game on Wednesday night when we're in New York or we're in Connecticut. With Andy? And Bishop. Oh. (laughs) I mean, sure. I said, I don't think my wife will let me, but I'll ask. I mean, first of all, it'll take you at least an hour and a half to get into the city. You think so? Yeah. I'll be going into the city, though. On the train. How how are you going to get... You're going to drive? Don't you drive into the city? No. What? No. But there's so much parking over by my work. No, you don't drive into the city. You don't drive to Madison Square Garden. Mm, seems like unreasonable. <laughs> I should probably be able to drive into Madison Square Garden. No. Huh. Yeah. No, you take the train. Hour and a half, huh? Yeah, at least. And how long do we get back? Same. No, not doing it. This it's, is dumb. It's a schlep. This is a dumb place for them to have moved. That's how I feel, Allison. I know you're listening. Westport's too far. It's really nice. It's too far for me. It's really nice. I need to be vibrant and living in the city. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Matt. Where's my husband? Guy that likes walking. You know, I don't want to walk around Westport. Where's my Where's my vibrant? What husband? am I gonna do? Walk to a fucking supermarket that has an animatronic cow? That's about all that's there. Oh, they have a really cute downtown. Oh, all right. I'll walk around there. You'll like their downtown. I hope so. It's like Larchmonty. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's it's cute. Like a Larchmont. I know. I think you'll like it. It's just it's just far from the city. How long does it take to get from the airport? Oh, it'll probably take at least an hour. But that's all it takes to get to the city from the airport. Yeah, but you're going like up. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you get in so late. Yeah. There probably won't be traffic. Who knows? But who knows? Ugh. I know. This is a schlep. This is a schlep. Just just know that this is a big schlep for us. This is a big schlep for us. Lots of money was spent on plane tickets Lots for of this money schlep. For this schlep. The schlep where I'm being put to work and forced to cook a turkey because no one in the Shafrir family can not dry out a bird. Is that a euphemism? I guess so. Damn. Um, no, it's just that we're so lucky to have... Uh, someone of Italian and Spanish extraction now in our family who actually knows seasoning. Well, don't forget the Cuban side of me. And the Cuban side of you. Well, the Cuban side is originally Spanish. That's true. So. I guess Spanish, Italian, Portuguese. Yeah. We're a spicy bunch. I mean, you really know your spices. I do know my spices. Like really well. I know how to season. You know how to season. 
you know about the seasons. And so Jews aren't, I should say Ashkenazi Jews are not particularly known for their seasoning. Yeah. Sephardic Jews, they're your people. They know seasoning. They're my people. They're not my people. Yeah, they are. They're they're Mediterranean. Well, listen, your people. They were expelled from Spain. For parking tickets? <laughs> no, for being Jewish. Oh, it was probably for parking tickets. Yeah, in 1492. Horse parking. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I look forward to you cooking the turkey. The last time you cooked the turkey, it was delicious. Yeah. Well, and Michael and Allison have a gorgeous roasting pan. I've inspected it. They've never used it. A gorgeous roasting pan. So yes. the pan's unseasoned. You know, I was thinking about doing, although I don't know, your brother's going to handle all that stuff. What? What were you thinking about? Just say it. I was thinking about covering the bottom of the pan with potatoes Ooh. so that all the turkey drippings. No, that's a brilliant idea. But your brother's doing all the sides. I told him I will not touch the sides, just the bird. Well, maybe. We so can... I won't even be doing stuffing in the turkey. What? No, but you make good stuffing. Your brother's handling it. This might be too much for him. Michael's handling everything. All I'm doing is the bird. Oh, boy. He didn't even know how big of a bird he should get. I had to tell him that. I know. Honey, I don't know what we would do without you. Also, he said 11 people. And then I just thought to myself, wait a second. Is he just including three children? No. They, All right. Allison's mom is coming and her aunt and her aunt's boyfriend are coming. Well, you know how much I love strangers. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be the best three days of my life. Uh, you're going to love it. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, listen, I, you know, big fan of, uh, of Allison. Big fan of uh, Michael. Stephen Karen are all right. Uh, you know. We love you, Stephen Karen. Avishai's, uh, he can be a little much, but he's very enjoyable. Roberta on Thanksgiving seems to just stay to the side. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what happened before I got into the family, but <laughs> well, we never did Thanksgiving at our house. We always went to my aunt and uncle's. Uh, okay. But then they got divorced. Oh. So. Well. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Big fan of. Uh, and you know, my aunt is Italian. The kids are good. You know, the kids. So are... she, so she knew how to cook the stuff. Mm-hmm. 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 Well. <sighs> we'll see. Another Thanksgiving. I'll be the fattest one there. Anyway, what's up? What's next? What are we talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> are you already depressed about this? What if, uh, really, you know, I don't know, but I really hope that Allison's aunt's boyfriend is a, a big old fat guy just like me. Then I'll feel more at home. Okay, I'll see what I can do. All right. Okay. Maybe we can break them up beforehand and she can find a guy more my type. <laughs> We could ask Abishai to put on like 50 pounds. Abishai and I are probably going to go to the gym. Okay. Probably like really just throw around some weights. That's fine. It's a thing we do. I know. You guys You guys first bonded at the gym. Yeah, back when I was working out all the time. Yeah. Ugh, the glory days. Yeah. One fleeting weekend in May of 2015 where I felt like my life was all right. Yeah. Anyway. You'll get it back. Someday. Yeah. Meanwhile... <laughs> Meanwhile, maybe we'll have a kid. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think we're going to have a kid? This podcast is going to go forever. Do you think we cursed ourselves by doing this podcast? Um, good question. No. But yes. <laughs> Explain. No, I, I just think we think about it too much. Although I suppose everybody that's listening is thinking about it as well. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we dive into the emails? Or do you want to just chat a little more about us? Well... We seem to have not upset that many people last week. No. In fact, people were happy to hear from us. Good. I think I think we had perhaps uh, you know, overcompensated. Meaning of just blowing through the business and then getting to the emails? Yeah. Mm. Well, I worry, you know. Here's my problem. 
I try to please everybody. Yes, I've noticed and that. And it's really quite a burden in my life. It is. I mean, down to like people, strangers in parking lots. Like, you know, if, if it's like inconvenient, if I think it might be inconvenient for someone, if I park somewhere, like I won't park there. It's, you know, things like that. If I see someone coming down the thing and I'm like, oh, maybe they want to park in that spot, I'll just leave it and then I'll go to the next spot. Like, it's that kind of a thing. This is what I do all the time. So, do you talk about this in therapy? Uh, we talk about a lot of things in therapy, you know? Today, I uh, <laughs> told my therapist that my soul was crushed. Oh, no. And I have, I am a shell of a human being at this point. How did he respond to that? He said, normally, I would, he said, normally, I would just think it was hyperbole, but I've known you for a little over a year now, and I think when you say your soul is crushed, you're you're meaning it. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, listen, we all wondered how I would deal with all the busyness and the work and the and the and the and the, you know, travel. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I'm dealing with it great. Honey, our first email. Yes, dear. It's from Moxie. Yep. Which is a fantastic name. How do you feel about it? I feel pretty good about it. Yeah? Yeah. You mean as a... As a as child's a, name. Well, you know, Karen and Steve have a dog named Roxy. Okay. Moxie and Roxy will be in the same room a total of three times before that pug dies. Oh, my God. I am really sticking it to Karen and Steve for you no reason on this episode. Really? <laughs> God, <laughs> there was a little discussion. We we did pause the the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it was a discussion over why I was so mean, and I said I was totally kidding. It comes across right, and we listened back to it, and I think it totally is clear that I'm joking about Karen and Steve, and Dory is on the fence. Uh, I so just think well, now they now Karen and Steve are aware that it's a joke. Yes, so Karen text me and tell me if you knew it was a joke oh my god unless she's already stopped this podcast and has texted uh, you yeah who knows tell her to keep listening okay anyway from moxie whom my wife likes the name but wouldn't want to name our child that because her sister's dog that is in austin texas is named roxy correct okay this is what i'm dealing with here it's about 7 30 my time 3.30 a.m. L.A. time, Monday morning, and I'm halfway through the podcast. I empathize with you, Matt, on having a rough time right now. All your feelings are valid. It's about Wait, time. do you think Moxie is in, like, like Halifax? 3.30 Where is it four hours ahead of L.A.? Atlantic time. Yeah, like Nova Scotia. That'd be fucking great if, she's, yeah. if Moxie is in Nova Scotia. Uh... I've been struggling with things in my life lately, uh, and here is what has made me feel a little bit better. Oh, this is a very opportune time for this kind of a email. Yep. Let's figure it out. You will find purpose in life. It will happen. You will find a happiness through that purpose. God, what is my purpose? Whether it is through children or another way of life, you're both strong, resourceful fighters and won't give up. It's okay to feel like shit today when you're able to keep taking a step forward. And Matt, you aren't the court jester. You don't have to entertain happily every second of the day. Appreciate your value is higher than just that. And be moxie. I think that is a very wise email. Well, it's a timely email. I appreciate it. Thank you, Moxie, for sending sending those good words. Uh, listen, I mean, for the amount of people that hit me up telling me how annoying I am, it's nice to every once in a while get an email from Moxie. Did you turn off notifications? I did. I turned off notifications from people who don't follow me. No. People who you don't follow. No, no. I no, I switched I turned it off from people who don't follow me. Oh. Cuz people that, the people that follow me on Twitter are usually generally very lovely. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's so, it's strange. It's the randos that like to tag me and yeah, tell yeah, me yeah, I yeah, uh, yeah. suck and Has that ruin helped? their lives. Oh, it's cut way down to my mentions. Yeah. But I haven't seen anything negative. Okay, see? Um, That's good. That's what we yet. wanted. So if you're out there and you follow me and you'd like to say something negative, I'll still see it. Uh, 
From Kristen, not even halfway through this podcast. Oh, another one that's well, getting halfway I, through the podcast. I, so, you know, last week you were very concerned that we were talking too much about ourselves. 100% concerned. And we got so many emails from people saying, don't stop talking about yourselves. We love to hear you talk about yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I selected three emails along these lines for us to read, but mostly for you to read. Uh, yeah, it's true. I don't get to read these very much because I don't. Yeah. I see them when they're in front of me. Yep. Uh, from Jesse. Wait, you didn't even finish Kristen's. Oh my God. I jumped down my eye line. I'm sorry, Kristen. My eye line jumped down. Uh, from Kristen, not even halfway through the podcast, but had to write you guys to say, I really appreciate you share how you are struggling right now. It's so relatable. It makes me feel that we are not alone. So many parallels with our lives. The IVF, the reactive dog, the wanting to buy a $1 million house in Los Angeles that will be a fixer-upper, the insane work schedules that make you feel emotionally depleted and physically depleted. Thank you for sharing what is really going on. Thank you for not censoring how you feel. There are enough people around who want us to be chipper and positive and very few safe spaces where we can be real about our struggles. You guys have created a safe space for all of us, so please know that your true fans and supporters want the podcast to be a safe space for you to vent. Well, that is good news. See, honey? I'm happy to know that. You should be happy to know that. Kristen, what if we went in together on a $1.5 million duplex? Huh? You know, I have a friend who wants to do that with us. (laughs) Is it Kristen? No. Oh. Who? It's my friend Rebecca. But I was like, don't you think our husbands should meet first? She was like, oh, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Rebecca, jeans buying Rebecca? Yes. No. Yes. yes. Oh, all right. The first time I've ever heard a name of, of Dory's friend and, and remembered who it was. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I like to often, you know, it might, it might even be Dory will say something like, uh, oh, Kristen said, Blah, 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 blah. and i'll be like wait who is Kristen?" so it's like it doesn't matter what your name is i will go who yeah he and he says it just like that who as though as though i'm like making them up it could even be karen and i'll be like who is karen and he's like my sister i'm like oh yeah that karen yeah but like god forbid i forget one of your friends no that's not true I always remember your friends. I don't have that many friends. That's I have like true. six friends. You have a lot of friends. Uh, okay. Now this is from Jesse. Okay. Uh, would you like to read one? or? No, I think you should read these. Okay. I wanted to thank you for your honesty in this week's podcast and reassure Matt that it's okay, even good to share his frustrations, stress, and sadness, and anger about this process and other emotions, too. It's part of the purpose for a pod... If for, part... Oh, of- sorry. <laughs> Let's ha- take half a second here. Put on the old glasses. There we go. Is much clearer. Um, if part of your purpose for the podcast is to destigmatize IVF, sharing those feelings is so important because you're a part of IVF. As a listener, I appreciate the times when you do share because I would feel awfully strange to hear about these tough experiences and then think everything was hunky-dory. No pun intended, she says. I finger-gunned a dory. Yep. Uh, I'm not going through IVF, but I imagine that if you didn't share, and I was, I might wonder why I was struggling when Matt and Dory seemed to be handling everything so easily. See? Yeah. Your, quote, complaining is really a gift to the listeners. (laughs) I don't know. If I would go that far, Jesse. Uh, I wanted to share a book recommendation with Dory. I'm trained as a therapist, and as Matt mentioned, one of the things we learn about is how difficult it can be to hear people's sad, traumatic stories all day. Yep. There's a book called Trauma Stewardship, an everyday guide to caring for self while caring for others by Connie Burke and Laura Van Dernut Lipsky that a lot of people find very helpful. Might be worth checking out. Thank you. I will check that out. Wishing you both the best of luck coping with crazy schedules and IVF nonsense. Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. Um, we will be right back. This episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure is brought to you by Beachbody On Demand. 
You can demand it. You can, and I have demanded it in the past. I'm still a subscriber. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, the stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Um, Great job, Dory. Thank you. Um, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's about that time. What time does that mean? For a voicemail. Oh, okay. Play okay. the voicemail. Hi, Matt and Dory and Bo. This is Hannah Crowder. I was just listening to the latest podcast and had to stop after the names and call you guys and tell Dory how absolutely on track she was. <laughs> I have seen every John Hughes movie, and Pretty in Pink is indeed my favorite. Bao Duck Dong is Nailed probably it. my favorite character in any movie that I've ever seen. So well done, Dory. I'm very impressed that you were able to pinpoint that just from my name. Um, I have a science baby, and I'm the one who posted the onesie picture in the group. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that, and I'm looking forward to her being able to wear it. Thanks so much. Bye. Thank you. Please get a service baby onesie. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. I'm going to read this email from Courtney. Great. Uh, Thank you for the podcast. It has been very therapeutic for me as I navigate my own, our journey through IVF. Short backstory, never wanted kiddos ever. Woke just before I turned 35 and thought, well, shit, this has to happen. I've been with my boyfriend for nearly three years, but at the time we had only been together eight months. I casually brought up the idea and he was on board. I went off the pill and excitedly thought I'll be pregnant by Christmas. A year later, nothing. I went to the doctor and did all the testing. 
yada, yada, yada. Everything was perfecto, myself and him. We tried the usual Clomid, four failed IUIs. Well, I did get pregnant twice, but did not make it past five weeks either time. I will be 37 in a couple weeks. Okay, you have been talking about the cost of IVF, right? My question to you and your listeners, how do people really pay for this? My boyfriend and I are modest income earners, 45 to 50K a year each. I'm a nurse and a teacher. Well, I teach nursing at the collegiate level. He does something similar. We have sold three properties that we own, my car and everything else, but our souls for just one shot at IVF, the whole shebang, retrieval, etc. I'm terrified that this won't work and we are not sure how we would proceed. Matt has made a comment about the cost and there is 0% chance we could ever afford to do two rounds. The time crunch is my impending 40th B-Day in a few years, which is where I draw my mental line. I've applied for a few scholarships, but no luck because apparently a $52,000 a year salary for one person is too high to qualify. Grr. Yeah. I'm just wondering how people handle this. I hear people talking about rounds and rounds of IVF, but I just can't figure out. Do they just charge it? Take out personal loans? Crowdfunding? I'm not being an ass. I'm serious. I get that these are all options, but I wasn't sure how people approach. Also, do people who are fucking nurses and teachers not deserve babies too? I should not have to be a Kardashian to afford this, right? Okay. Longer than I wanted. Sorry. Thinking of you guys. Recording. This is an interesting email. And it is a question I've often wondered myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is frustratingly expensive. I wonder where Courtney lives and I wonder if she's done the cost analysis of what IVF costs there. Cause yeah. it's not the same place to place. Right. We're in a more expensive area yeah. for IVF. Not the most expensive, which I believe is Manhattan. I think or so. Or San Francisco. Um, CCRM in Denver is also very expensive. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we're not in the top tier. Of we're the up experts. there, though. So we're very close to being at I the mean, top tier. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, and we're very we're fortunate that Dory and I have uh, been able to have credit card space to put these things. I don't honestly, if we didn't have the credit, I don't know that we could have done it. Yeah. In fact, we couldn't have done. No, it. No, we couldn't have. No way. It was just we were, I mean, fortunate or unfortunate, depending on how you look at it now. But uh, we were able to, we had enough credit open yeah. that we could just charge things. Yeah. And transfer things to a 0% balance. and. Yeah. Um, our credit has taken a hit. Yeah. Certain mine has dropped probably 45 points, 50 points maybe. Yeah. Recently. Since you know the last round, because our credit utilization is so high, yeah. So this is, I think, a great question for our listeners. Yeah, you know, I I reported a piece for BuzzFeed on on the cost of doing IVF that now isn't running until like January, but um, I talked to a bunch of people about how they afford it, and it was it was very interesting. Like there was a real range of responses. I mean, some people, like some people were like, well, I got this like inheritance from my grandfather. So we used that. And, yeah. you know, like people just have like one. I talked to one couple who sound I think, similar um, earning profile as you guys. And like they I think they're if I recall correctly, they're also in the same boat where they've done all these IUIs. They haven't worked. And now they're thinking about doing IVF. But like. He started driving for Uber. She was like selling stuff on YouTube, doing like makeup. How does that work? Selling stuff on YouTube. Um, what do you do? Is it like a selling something on Instagram kind of a thing? But you do it on YouTube? She has a YouTube channel, I guess. Oh, all right. Um, she was doing like makeup for people and all kind. Like they were just like picking up odd jobs and stuff to pay for for stuff that's interesting um so yeah i mean it is but it's crazy it is, sounds exhausting it's exhausting and it's crazy i mean i'm picking up odd jobs too, you are yeah. but my odd jobs are very odd <laughs> um yeah. so we we uh we have nothing but sympathy for you yeah and uh and we'd love to hear from some people yeah and i also really am bummed out that that piece is running so late I know. Well, they assigned it as part of this money week. Oh. And then they were like, well, we're trying to get advertisers for it. And then it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And then they were yeah. like, it's going to happen in January. And I was like, okay. 
wish there was a way you could take it and like give it to our Patreon subscribers early. <laughs> I know. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, okay. This is from Jamie. Hi, Matt and Dory. I wrote in a couple months ago about ending our fertility treatment journey and reconnecting with old friends. I have another friend conundrum. Let's, let's hear it. We love a friend conundrum. Yep. A very close friend and I recently had a phone conversation. She asked me where I was mentally, how I was feeling, etc. Not wanting to get into the whole daily struggle and cry, I responded that I'm in a better place and loving my new position at work. Oh, dear. I just read ahead. <laughs> then she dropped the bombshell. She's pregnant, which she followed with, I have mixed emotions about it because we weren't really trying. I expressed my happiness for her as quickly as possible and burst into tears as soon as I hung up the phone. Then this week, she sent me a text message saying, I have my 12-week ultrasound tomorrow, so I'll be in late. Hopefully, I'll have good news to share with you afterwards. That was a real knife to the heart. I responded by telling her I'm thrilled for her and her husband, but I can't participate in her pregnancy. It is all just too raw and painful. She's my first close friend to become pregnant since my husband and I started our treatment journey mm -hmm. three years ago. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but I cannot seem to focus on my happiness for her without experiencing an extreme sense of grief and loss. Hmm. How am I going to maintain this friendship over the next six months? She just doesn't seem to understand my need to be selfish and excuse myself from pregnancy conversations. I don't want to lose my close friend, but pulling away seems to be the most logical and least painful option. What's a girl to do, Jamie? Matt's giving me a really sad look right now. No, I'm just like confused. What are you confused by? The, there's like two, there's two. Here's how you got to look at this. The, you have to look at what, what, what the long-term effects of both of these scenarios are going to be. So look at the long-term effect of how am I, how is it going to be for me? to deal with my friend who is pregnant, which is something I've so desperately wanted, but have not yet been able to achieve. So there's that. Then you have to look at it like, how will this affect me to not talk to my friend about pregnancy and potentially lose my friend forever? Because I've got news for you. If this is a healthy pregnancy, she's going to have that baby. Mm -hmm. And then, you're going to be in a spot where if you're not addressing these feelings you're having now about the pregnancy, where you're not going to be able to see this friend of yours and their baby. Mm -hmm. So it's like a compounding thing. And how long does that last for you? Toddlerhood into, you know, once the kid's in grammar school, you're fine with it. Once the kid's in 12, you're fine with it. Like what, what is your cutoff? So I think we need to really address the root problem here and, and you know sort of like figure out your emotions with her and her pregnancy i'm not saying pick up the phone and be like let's deal let's hash this out because you know it's not her fault it's not your fault you're feeling like that but i am saying maybe we should address this feeling something i always like to remember too is the fact that like i know we talked about the halloween pictures and how they're triggering and like all my friends talking about them having babies at work at the end of the day it's not like it's not like the the universe only hands out a certain number of babies a year and because they got theirs you don't get yours yeah i mean we've talked about that before but i i, I feel like you're being a little unsympathetic i'm just trying to look at the whole root of the whole the whole issue as it stands i mean the, she's very She's having a lot of issues with this, with this yeah. particular friend and this pregnancy. And, and I, and I get it. But I also think like you can't project into the future how you're going to feel about the kid at age 10. I know. And that can't really influence your decisions now because you don't know. Right. So I, I don't think that that is great advice. I think, I think Jamie, I, did, I think you did the right thing by telling her that you can't participate in her pregnancy. Like it's, I think that that is very honest and you have to be honest with yourself and with her. And like, it's kind of on her if she can't handle that right now. Like, yeah, it sucks for her, but like, it sucks for you too. 
And if she was a real friend, like she would be able to understand that. Or at the least have an abortion. Ha ha. I mean, it's like, can you really get that mad at this? I mean, you can't. Although I suppose she's not saying she's mad at the no, friend. No, she's not mad at the friend. She's actually asking. She's 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 saying she's not mad. She's saying, I don't want to lose my close friend. But, and she's saying that she is being, she knows she's being selfish, but that's what she needs right now. I think this is hard for you to understand because you don't think about robot you don't you you don't put yourself first in these scenarios uh you just you admitted that earlier not on the podcast well i can't remember what we talk about irl versus the podcast (laughs) uh yeah i tend not to really worry about me yeah. So. And I think, you know, I think it's important to worry Which about Which is you. ironic. Sometimes my wife accuses me of being very selfish. But right now she's saying I'm not. So I'll take this. Hi. Um, I think you sometimes make yourself into a victim. Sometimes. Always. Yeah. That's the move. So that's exhausting. Welcome to the world of Sportuguesean guilt. <laughs> Are you blaming your ethnicity? Yes. Okay. It's a long uh it's a long delineated line of of uh guilters. Interesting. Yeah. Um I mean, I would just try to I would try to keep the communication open, but you've I think you've kind of said everything there is to say, honestly. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like maybe you send a gift, but different, you don't go to the baby shower. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to know how this person is dealing with this friendship. How the other person yes. is? Um, I guarantee you she is like, ugh, I can't believe Jamie's being so selfish. She can't even handle it. Yeah. Like she has no, she doesn't, she doesn't have sympathy for it because she hasn't gone through it. Yeah. It's interesting. So maybe the friend is not as sympathetic as I am. Maybe I would totally get it. Okay, cool. Do you want to read the next email? Sure. Okay. Jessica writes one year ago. I listened to the first episode of excellent adventure. I came along, uh, on your journey, not as someone in the process or even thinking about making babies, but simply as a fan of the brilliance of you both and the wonderful dynamic between you. Oh, thank you. Oh, boy, is this about to talk about how we're not uh, have a great dynamic anymore? Nope. Oh, thank God. In the year that has passed, I've been able to use what I've learned in my role as a librarian. I've helped patrons, one embarrassed to ask things once, about... Once embarrassed. Sorry. Once embarrassed to ask thing about things like fertility and IVF, find useful resources and books recommended by fellow listeners. First, with subtle recommend bookmarks and little notes, then eventually in open conversation when people were ready. I love that. This is... That's amazing. This is a good librarian. Yeah. Um, This year, I was also diagnosed with breast cancer. Between both great-grandmothers, both grandmothers, and an aunt having it, I had always known that it may be on the cards for me. What I didn't expect, however, was for it to present itself when I was just 27, unmarried and childless. Mm. Oh boy. Due to the treatment, I had to make decisions regarding my potential future motherhood fairly quickly. And being part of the community you had built certainly made things easier. You have no idea how much I appreciate every personal experience, bit of research and plain old advice. Both you and the listeners have provided Thank you for unknowingly being a source of support during one of the craziest times of my life. Jessica. We are honored to have you in, I hope in the circle. I hope that makes you feel good about what we're doing. Oh, I've never felt bad about doing this podcast. Okay. I always feel bad about my general life outside of the podcast. <laughs> 
Um, this is like very meaningful email. It is. Thank you. Can we adopt her? Maybe. She's only 27. I know. We have so much wisdom. We do. I mean, granted, I'm only 34. So I'm not that much older than her. I mean, Bo might want a sister. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jessica, we hope you are going to be great. Yeah. You know what I say? What do you say? Kick cancer's ass. Yeah. Take names. Yep. 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 Um, all right. I'm going to play another voicemail. Okie dokie. Hey, Matt and Dory. This is Naomi from Chattanooga. I was calling because, first of all, your podcast is the super bright spot of my Monday morning. Mondays suck, and your podcast makes it better. Um, I was so excited to hear this morning that Zoom is back and that you guys referenced Zoom. But I do want to say the Z-mail was their name for the snail mail. You could send them an email or a Z-mail. Oh, that's And when I was younger, I used to think that when my friend moved to Boston, if she got on Zoom, that I could see her every day, and that would be super cool. I also wanted to comment on Matt's tendency to fidget. Um, Dory, I know it bothers you, but Matt's never going to stop. He's got to have something. They're they're fidgeting people. I am He's one of them. He's fidgeting right um, now. <laughs> you guys need to like off the air find whatever that thing is that Matt can mess with that won't bother you. I don't know if it needs to make a if it like I sometimes play with silly putty in meetings because it makes me think better because otherwise I'm going to like get on my phone and be distracted. Mm-hmm. So if I have something to play with, then I'm more likely to pay attention. He's using a Rubik's so cube all day. Or- you guys need to find something that like doesn't make a sound or doesn't. I don't know what it needs to be, but I really, really would highly recommend that you find something that Matt can fidget with that doesn't bother Dory. Keep making awesome podcasts. You guys are great, and I love listening to you. Bye. Uh, Hi, Matt oh, and Dory. Sorry, and sorry. Whoops. Okay. Um, that was a hilariously well-timed email. <laughs> I mean, voicemail. Uh, Z-mail. Uh, I was literally, I'm literally playing with a tape measure that was on the table like yep. in my left hand yep. and I was literally just fidgeting with it as yep. you said that thing. Thanks I, for backing me up. <laughs> Maybe silly putty would be good though. Maybe. There's all kinds of things, you know, of the fidget spinner ilk. Yeah. Well, maybe I should get you one. Um, all right. I think we have time for maybe one more email. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We have three more in the shoot. I know, but I can I can put two of them next week. They're okay, not like which email would you like to read? Um, I'm going to read the last email from Melanie. Okay, is that because there's a picture of a dog? Yes. Okay. Uh... I just had to pause the podcast to say Dory is right. Do not let your dog sleep in bed. We okay. rescued a pup when she was three months old. And who doesn't love puppy snuggles? Well, now, as a fellow king-size bed owner, our sweet Nora is eight months old, and she's only a whole 40 pounds. She takes up half the bed. And, of course, the half she wants to sleep on is my half. Moral of the story, if you want zero foot space and an additional furnace in your bed. I do. I like to be warm. No, you don't. I like to be warm in, <laughs> in the winter. You are you you run so hot. What about the night I had the I had I had a panic attack? That was one night. I needed both. That was one night. No. Uh sleep with your pups. Thanks for a great podcast. Nora says hi. And then she included a picture of her very cute dog. Oh my god, he's like waving or I she's know. like waving at Bo. Look at her big paws. Love it. She's so cute. Is she done growing? I mean, those paws are big. I know. Maybe she's not done growing. Remember that dog that I thought was like a little bow at the dog yeah. park? Did you see how big he got? No, how would Twice I... Twice as big as Bo. How would I see how Twice big he got? Twice the size of Bo. How would I see how big he got? 
I haven't been to the dog park in months. I know, but he was going around the time that your your bite happened. Oh no, I didn't. But see I him. did. You know, he he's honestly he stands a bow and a half tall. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Bow and a, a half. bow and a half tall. Um. So, you know, as, as we discussed on the last podcast, uh, we switched up how we're doing our Patreon. Um, that is true. We have a new tier, a $5 tier where you get one bonus episode. So thank you to everyone who is, thank you to all our new patrons who have signed up at that, at that level or at the $10 level where you now get two bonus episodes. Um, and we are not doing fun facts anymore. We are just going to be reading names, um, of our monthly donors. So I'm going to read a batch of them now. We're going to do more, more batches throughout the month. Okay. Okay. Diane M. Martin. Diane's back again. Thanks, Diane. Jolene Sigler. Jolene rocking it. Jolene, we have any facts for you. Chinami Worth. Oh, these are all classics. I know. I'm, I'm going with the classics. Greg Watchorn. Uh-huh. Greg, thanks for Angel coming. Rivera's the third. Angel, you're the third best angel. Caroline Land. Caroline, thank you. Christopher Fonagy. Oh, Chris Fonagy. Classic. I miss these names. I know. I miss making up things about them. But I also, I don't. I'm delighted to have an extra little bit of time in my life. Tara McElfrish. Tara, thank you. Stu. Stu, rocking it out. Stu, our landlord who's not our landlord. Aaron Gudge. Aaron Gudge, the Gudgeinator. Carly Morsurd. Carly, thank you. Hannah Crowder. Hannah, oh, she called in. Thank you for calling in. Angie James. Angie, you're doing great. Emily Chapin. Emily, you're a delight. Lauren Gleason. Lauren, thank you. Ryan Foster. Ryan, great job, buddy. Melody Baltazar. Ooh, Baltazar is a good last name. Luke Evers. Luke. Christina Turner. Christina. And Nakul Pandey. Nakul, back again, Nakul. Thank yep. you, Nakul. Thank you all for, a lot of these have, you know, have been donating from the beginning. And we genuinely appreciate we it. We really appreciate it. And you guys are the best. I think in the future we should tell them that we're going to read one more email after the name. So people have to sit and listen to the names. Ooh, that's a good idea. So would it be weird if I just read one of the emails? No, go for it. Uh, this is from Jenny. Hey, Dory. It's Jenny from Atlanta again. Super excited about your slow clothes movement. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a new Instagram. Plug it. It's um, at slow clothes movement. It's just the, yep. the three words. And it's all about sustainable fashion, ethical fashion, um, not buying as much stuff. I don't follow that. Um, you know, it's... Uh, we're doing some fun stuff on there. By we, I mean me. It's just me. Uh, I've been trying to shift to this for a while, but in the midst of an uncertain IVF future, I'm questioning making the investment in more expensive clothes. I hear you. Are these clothes more expensive? Um, some of them are. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so I still find myself heading toward a sale, the sale racks of Loft and Anthro while my hormones are adjusting my dress size and the dreaded two-week wait makes me wonder whether I'll need to start investing in some maternity pieces. I'm curious how you're handling the conundrum. If, in fact, you are experiencing this conundrum too. Do I buy what I love now? Hello, all of Elizabeth Suzanne collection. Those don't mean any. Those words mean nothing to me. Mm. Or do I wait to see how this baby train ends up? Should I go ahead and invest in better but fewer pieces and hope it still fits post IVF? Maybe baby. This is more of a question for you personally. Would probably make a terrible podcast email, but I'm curious on your thoughts. I did not think it made a terrible podcast email. Jenny, guess what? Dory did not think it made a terrible podcast email. Um. No, I've thought about this. I think one way to kind of scratch the itch is to buy secondhand. Um, you can buy stuff on eBay, Poshmark. Uh, I know people buy stuff on Facebook, Instagram. Um, so that's that's one way to go. Um, another thing you could do is maybe just buy one or two pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't buy any, like I personally wouldn't buy anything with like a super defined waist or like anything really tight. I would buy stuff that's like probably a little looser fitting so that 
if, you know, God willing, I do get pregnant. Um, it's something I could probably wear while pregnant and, and after baby, um, if I do gain weight. Um, so that's something that I've been thinking about. And then the other thing is like, if I buy stuff that I wear for a little while and then it ends up not fitting, I will sell it. And so, you know, I think that's also kind of how I'm thinking about it. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps too. Jenny, thank you for emailing. And uh, it sound, Jenny, it sounds like you're already following Slow Clothes Movement, but the rest of you, you should follow Slow Clothes Movement. Follow it. Get it. Got it. Great. Go, 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 go.